0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast Season 3, Episode Number 1. Tegan, how are you doing? Happy New
1: Year. Happy New Year. Excited to be here. Excited to be on Season 3. Uh, definitely a little bit surreal.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's very crazy uh, to say that out loud. A random little project we started, you know, three years ago, and, and uh, it's turned into something very enjoyable and fantastic on our end. I think a lot of our followers do so as well. It's such an amazing community. Appreciate it so very much. So, Welcome back to our first episode of this new year for the podcast. Uh, we're we're going to have uh, Gally on later to talk about updates to Star Wars 5e. That's what we're here to talk about is the SW5e system. So he will be on with us to chat about uh, where it's at currently, what's coming. Uh, great conversation there. Before we get into that, uh, announcements as usual. Make sure to check us out, dungeonjedimasters.com for links to all of our content this podcast of course our youtube channel for uh, vods of actual plays how-to videos uh, with help building characters uh, running the game things like that check out our social media with twitter and instagram for updates on content and also some little things on the instagram like plot hooks and custom items of course our twitch channels mine todd moon and tegan uh, what's your uh, twitch channel
1: uh, tegan djm so a T-E-G-A-N, then D-J-M.
0: All right, check that as well. Uh, we'll have a further announcement in that regard. So check out our Twitch channels for our live actual plays when we run content there. And uh, of course, the big one is our Patreon. Patreon goes to help support what we do with this podcast and all of our other content to help host it and things like that. And uh, in turn, we do offer some exclusive uh, adventures, other content for you wonderful supporters including a new one uh, michael ashby who is a annual tier 2 member so he took advantage of that annual discount signed on for uh, tier 2 and gained access to all those exclusive benefits one of those coming out uh, with this episode will be our first in a series of kind of a how-to dm guide uh, for star wars 5e Intro stuff, but there'll be lots of uh, good information in there to help even our veteran DMS out there, and the first one will be called you meet at a cantina. So we'll take a look at kind of setting up your campaign your adventure and give you some generation ideas uh, tables and things to to get things started as well, so that will be out on our patreon for tier two and tier three members here with this episode. If you haven't yet, make sure you've checked out Scattered Choices Finale. That was out last Thursday. And the uh, exciting uh, conclusion of that wonderful story for Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Such a blast to put that together. Uh, Ray and Candace were so amazing on that. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, do so. It's available uh, on Podbean as well, where we host this. Or you can also find it in a specific Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater uh, playlist on Spotify and your other favorite podcast catchers. Uh, Tegan over to you for an upcoming actual play on your end.
1: Definitely, uh, I'm excited for this one. Uh, so on January 25th, so this will be the Tuesday after this comes out. Uh, join us for Invasion. Uh, basically, this is going to be in the Old Republic era, but I'm kind of mixing it up and throwing the Yuuzhan Vong in there. And players are going to have to figure out how to unite a warring galaxy and def- uh, defeat these uh, monstrous invaders. Uh, so it's going to be a blast. But the 25th is going to be a session zero. So I know a lot of uh, kind of the, the prevailing wisdom we've said it ourselves before is have a Session Zero, but I've noticed a lot of them aren't streamed or kind of not out there for player reference or DM reference. So uh, I'm gonna be streaming that, kind of going over the campaign, my table rules, uh, and just kind of all those core items within a Session Zero. So definitely join us. It's always gonna be every other Tuesday at 6.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Uh, and at least for Session Zero too, I'm doing a little bit of a giveaway as well. Uh, So we're giving away uh, three months of Dropout, which uh, if you guys haven't heard, the news they're uh, running starstruck uh, using the star wars 5e system and todd and i had the, the the honor and pleasure to be able to work with them on uh converting and getting everything up and running for the star wars 5e system so uh join us uh that day enter to win and you may be able to watch that season live
0: touching on starstruck it's been amazing i'm, I'm still working through as recording of this uh, episode uh working through that first episode for them it's a blast it's fantastic Uh, Yeah, such an honor, as you said, to work with them. Uh, Also, though, coming back to your actual play, Tegan, uh, the session zero, I think will be amazing to see, uh, to have that out there. Uh, And also, uh, I know you have in the works a, a separate video throw up on our YouTube to talk about kind of planning and putting together a session zero.
1: For sure, yeah. So I'm going to be doing a video and it's going to be specifically geared towards Star Wars and Star Wars 5e uh, because there's a lot of considerations in that and this system that just don't exist for D&D or traditional D&D. So I'm going to be putting that up. Uh, It should be up probably that uh, Sunday, Monday. So the day before this launches, you should have it up. Uh, And it's just going to go over some core things to consider. Uh, I'm going to show off my notes a little bit and try to make them a little bit more eligible for uh, other people too, just for things I want to make sure I cover. Uh, You guys can kind of hold me to it during that launch. Live session.
0: Yeah, that'll be super helpful. There's a lot of value in, in those types of things. So there, there's always been a lot of good examples on our Discord as well of other community members that share the stuff that they do. And, and there's so much value in that uh, sharing those ideas. So that will be a good one. Keep an eye out for that. I think that's everything on our end, uh, with Dungeon Jedi Masters and otherwise, uh, there is. So we've been off, you know, we took an initial week off here getting into the new year. Uh, so now we're catching up and we have four new pieces of Star Wars 5e content, two species and two backgrounds. So I will take a look at the first, first species and background. So the first here is the Gank species. Uh, looks like they've come from some of the various comics and, and other literature out there in the Star Wars universe. They are a fur-covered uh, carnivore species, bipedal uh, humanoid style, and little known about the culture, uh, but they are fabled for violent and ruthless nature. So, looking for a character of that type, uh, this could be a potential option. Uh, going through their traits and, and what they offer here. Uh, the ability score increase, you gain uh, Strength plus two, Dexterity or Charisma plus one. So a little bit of options there. Standard size, standard speed. Uh, actually, they get 35 feet for their base, so they get a little extra there. Uh, you also ignore the strength property of heavy armor, so uh, nice little bonus there. They have a feature called Aggressive. As a bonus action, you can move up to your speed toward an enemy of your choice that you can see or here and you must end this move closer to the enemy than you started so uh some great little movement options there within combat or whatnot uh athletic proficiency in the athletic skill gank training you have proficiency in light and medium armor as well as two vibro weapons or blasters of your choice so proficiencies right out the gate with a species is fantastic when you're going to build that character Uh, and then the last main feature is mercenary specialization you have proficiency in one of the following skills intimidation persuasion stealth or perception so on top of those weapon and equipment proficiencies you also get something from the species uh, with a skill so lots of great stuff in there definitely a a good one to check out and that is uh written by our species expert heresy so fantastic and then the other new piece i'll mention is the bartender background everyone needs a good bartender when you're looking for uh something to wet your whistle there in the cantina Uh, so if you want to pick up the lifestyle as a bartender this is the option for you your skill proficiencies uh, include two from insight intimidation medicine or persuasion proficiency in the brewer's kit gain a language of your choice and uh, you have a feature social lubricant you have no trouble finding and getting into places that serve drinks. While drinking in a social establishment, strangers take a liking to you and feel comfortable enough to share gossip. So definitely a social geared background there. And uh, there's the eight feats that you can choose with this background include empathic, threatening, medic, charmer, specialist, linguist, observant, or snappy interjection. And as these backgrounds do, it does have suggested characteristics for its traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws. So another uh, you know kind of specific but uh, but good background to have there. I think looking for a specific character type to build and this is it be one to look up. So you can throw it over to you for the next two, the Gormax species and then the insurgent background.
1: Definitely, so the Gormak. Uh, if you played uh, the Old Republic, you remember these guys. They, uh, I think that's that's where they originated from too. Uh, but they share the the planet of Voss, and uh, depending on I which side was which, but uh, I know they're one of the the main antagonists. Uh, I think for the Empire, uh, if you uh, played through that world, so uh, you definitely got a lot of screen time with them. Uh, but for the Star Wars 5E style, they are built uh, definitely can be kind of a strength build for this one. You get strength plus two and intelligence plus one. It's uh, so gearing up pretty well. Uh, if you, in case you wanted to play like a uh, melee based scout, this could be a great way to set it up. They've got some fun features uh, below too that'll help uh, aid that a bit too. Uh, base speed is 30, so it's pretty standard there. Um, another cool feature they have is adaptive resilience. Uh, they've got an innate understanding of technology. That's one of the core pieces of other uh, species. Uh, and with that adaptive resilience, uh, you're going to uh, have advantage on strength and constitution saving throws against tech powers. Uh, it's a cool little bonus there and some cool lore you can kind of throw along with it uh, in regards to the tech piece. Uh, Also, these guys said they're going to be good uh, for melee, good aggressive. So, uh, bonus action, you can move uh, up to your speed towards an enemy of your choice that you can see and hear. Uh, You got to be closer though uh, at the end of the turn. Uh, So, good way, especially if uh, you don't want to waste your action dashing, you can get right up close to whoever you're fighting. Uh, Along those lines, too, uh, you get claws as a natural weapon. So you start off uh, being able to do 1d4 with your unarmed strikes uh, for kinetic damage. So a good one for uh, if you want to do a brawler path uh, for either the fighter or the the, uh, uh, berserker or even a monk. Uh, It could be a good fit there, too, if you wanted to switch around some of your stats. Uh, the last cool or big one for this one is uh, technological affinity uh as we mentioned the uh voss are very uh very kind of inclined the gormax are very inclined to technology uh and this gives you a lot of cool things uh you get the proficiency in the technology skill uh proficiency in one vibrant weapon and one blaster of your choice also proficiency in either arms tech biotech or, construct, or construction implements, mechanics kit, or tinkerer's implements. Uh, and then finally, uh, you get advantage on technology checks made to understand, utilize, or modify technology that you are unaware of or have never seen before. Uh, so it's kind of a cool one to just uh, go through their natural affinity with technology and uh, be a good one to work with your DM, especially if you know you're going to be going up against some uh, unusual tech. This could be a fun one to play and just really uh, get an RP that side of it. So that's uh, it for the Gormac. The other one, as I saw, was a, got a pretty cool response to the Discord after it came out. Uh, this is a new background called the Insurgent. Uh, so this can be a great, especially if you're uh, playing in the Imperial era and you want to build some Rebel Alliance members uh, who uh, kind of get in there, do some uh, spy and some uh, kind of clandestine or explosive type things. This could be a great way to go for that. Uh, for skill proficiencies, you're going to get to be able to choose two from insight, persuasion, stealth, or technology. Uh, you also get uh, one type of artisan implements, uh, disguise kit or forgy, forgery kit for your tools. And those all make sense. You wanna be able to disguise yourself or forge some documents to, to make sure you can get in, get out without being noticed. Uh, you also get an additional language. Then you get to pick uh, for equipment, one set of tools which you are proficient, uh, and you get uh, some traveling clothes and 100 credits to you. Uh, the cool and the cool features, especially if you're going to be playing in like a rebel campaign or a campaign where you know that you're going to be kind of working with a, a group or kind of a an insurgent group that may be, uh you may be a part of. Uh, their feature is rebel kinship, uh, and basically you're a part of a network of fellow insurgents. And although you may not always agree, they're always willing to create distractions in public. Provide safe packet path, provide safe passage, uh, and inform you of patrol routes of guards and military and law enforcement. So that's a pretty powerful background feature, especially if you're kind of coordinating within the campaign. You can definitely get some mileage with it and uh, kind of uh, give your DM some fun. Uh, outside of that, uh, you do get the same background, or you get a background feats. And uh, these ones are going to be kind of geared towards people who are persuading or hiding or things like that. Uh, with those, you get empathic, charmer, stealthy, techie, crafter, specialist, linguist, and alert. Uh, all those would be a great fit for a uh, kind of a surgeon type PC. So definitely check those out. Uh, and then, uh, you definitely have uh, the, the typical role tables for the personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws to help round out your insurgent.
0: Fantastic. A couple more great additions as well. Uh, as, as I think we'll get to a little bit here in this conversation coming up with Galley, there's just so much of this content uh, for players to just build out, you know, what their character, the, the options are, are, are just endless, it seems, and, and in a good way. There's so much there to, to just really flesh out something very cool and unique at each table.
1: 100%. That's one of my favorite things with Star Wars 5E. Even though DMing it for a couple of years now, you always see something new. Like No two players ever build the same thing. It's always got to keep it fresh. Absolutely.
0: Well, with that, I think that's everything on the front end. Uh, we can go ahead and bring Galley in here to talk about the updates with Star Wars 5E and whatnot. So let's get into that. All right, everyone. Welcome. We have uh, our fearless leader, Gallifile.
2: Steve, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing. We got like six inches of snow here in Kentucky last night, which is the most we've gotten in my five years here.
0: Yeah, your way. That's, yeah, yeah you're just crazy. saying. Tegan and I are under a, a foot or more our way, so, but that's usual. That's, uh, that's nothing new for us.
1: How's Kentucky doing with us so far? <laughs> I mean, I don't have to
2: go anywhere since I work from home now. Uh, so my car is just covered in snow right now, and I'm just going to leave it until it melts. Tomorrow, it's going to be like 50s all day. So the snow will literally be gone by the end of the day.
1: Uh, definitely convenient. Yeah. Ours isn't here for the long haul, I feel.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So good stuff. Well, happy new year as well. Uh, thanks for joining us. So today, we just wanted to you know, have a chat about about the system, Star Wars 5e, and, and where it's at and, and where it's going. So um, really, just kind of turn it over to you.
2: Sure, yeah. Um, so this update has been in the works for a while. I think it's actually going to be about a year. I think the last update came out last March, so it'll be literally a year, which is the longest I've gone. Uh, because this update is lofty, not so much in the introduction of new content, but in the shuffling of content. That's really going to be the big theme here. Um, most notably is that uh, Scum and Villainy, which is currently basically entirely devoted to monsters, is actually going to get character options in it uh, as part of a larger design goal. Uh, but we'll get into the minutiae later. Uh, but yeah, so this one's been on, been in, in, on the burner for a while uh, and it's a lot of, a lot, a lot of very small, tedious changes.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I think that's one of the, the books that people are really looking forward to, to come out in a official, you know, capacity, if you will. So that'll be great to see that. So, so we have some of the unofficial codexes as well. Uh, any concepts of bringing that content in? Uh, what does that look like?
2: Um, so for specifically for monsters, there is a target number of monsters that's going to go in scum and villainy. And this number is determined. Uh, I'm, I'm very anal about certain things and formatting is one of them. So this number is actually determined based on the number of lines in the appendices for monsters uh, for like the tables that will sort by CR and alphabetically and whatnot. Um, so I believe the target number of monsters is 368, which is what will go into scum and villainy. And I think it's right now it's at like 200. I don't know. We checked, checked the website. So quite a bit. Um, most of the existing monsters are going to be changed. So there's like a lot to do just in the, like updating all the code for each individual monster stat block. Uh, I think it was Vesh on the discord went through and basically combed through all of the stuff that's existing in scum and villainy and like really polished it and corrected it and stuff like that. So that's a huge help. Now I just have to go back and insert it all in with like the coding and the formatting and images and stuff like that. So it's a long, tedious process for sure. Uh, And then also we're going to expand that and uh, the majority of those monsters will come from the suggested codex is, um, you know, every, everybody on the Discord, there's like 10 different, uh, everybody's made their own monster manual type of deal. So we'll cherry pick things that are appropriate for scum ability, get it up to that 368. And then it's also going to be getting uh, chapters two, three, four, five, and six are going to be character options exactly like they are in the player handbook. So chapter two is going to add 30 species to this book. Chapter 3 we'll add 40 archetypes, for per class. Uh, chapter four will add 20 backgrounds. Chapter five is going to be equipment, and then chapter six will be customization options. This is gonna get so broad. This is like such a such an overwhelming update because it's just so many small things. So, one of the major design goals I have right now for Star Wars 5B uh, is a total of six books, is the goal. So, of those six, four currently exist, right? Players' handbooks, Villainy, Wretched Hives, and Starships of the Galaxy. So, Starships of the Galaxy is kind of an oddball out in this overhaul because all the stuff that's in Starships is dedicated solely to Starships and doesn't really have any interaction with the other books, which is the way I intended it, because it's a layer that you do in addition to, not instead of. Uh, so, that's, so that's, there are a bunch of changes to Starships of the Galaxy, which exist in the errata document. We won't really touch on those today. Um, so that's f- five remaining books. Uh, so there is, again, Player's Handbook, Scum and Billiny, Wretched Hives, all of which exist. The fourth book, which I've been working on for about a year, is called Galactic Strongholds, which will cover creating your own bases, Uh, and those rules will have some synergy, so you can use some base rules for starships and vice versa, uh, but they'll use their own math, their own scaling, and stuff like that, and then mass combat. And then the final book is going to be, it doesn't have a name yet, I don't know, it's going to be like Xanathar's Guide type of deal, but something for Star Wars, and uh, that's going to focus almost entirely on character options, and then it's going to codify and make baselines of rules like Destiny. Destiny is a really cool rule that uh, Storm Chaser wrote like three years ago at this point, uh, that I want to polish and make uh, like a, a baseline idea, basically. Um, so that, that will be a big part of that final book.
0: Yeah, that's a, a great, I think it's a, a variant now. Tegan, have you kind of utilized that a little bit in?
1: Uh, not in Star Wars 5e, but I think Saga had something pretty similar that I've okay. used before in playing. I'm yeah. sure that's the inspiration.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely a good one.
1: Uh, definitely kind of a fun one to mix it up, especially to get people thinking about their goals and kind of what they want to do as uh, PCs for the table and give the DM a little bit more to work with. Yep, for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to the Galactic Strongholds, though. That's going to be a fun one, especially because everybody thinks of Star Wars, like the big set battles or the fights over Coruscant or battles on Hoth. So I think having those mass combat rules uh, will definitely be something that people will be interested in and can have some fun with at the table.
2: Right. Yeah. So the, the idea, of course, right, is, is that you're you're commanding armies or like a mass battle is going on around you. So it's ways to resolve that battle for the GM. Right. The players won't be super involved in that outside of giving direction. But the way to resolve these mass combat encounters while surrounding a party, you know, a specific encounter something like that. Uh, so the, the, it, it hopefully will work well. We'll see what happens when I get to it. Uh, but that's that's not part of the next update. So focusing on the next update itself. Uh, so we're again, uh, Starships of the Galaxy has a pretty significant update coming. Those changes are predominantly listed in the errata. So you can see that for those changes, there are quite a few. I won't get into them today. Um, for Player's Handbook. So a bunch of, not a bunch, some of the equipment in Player's Handbook is moving out. Um, so since I, at the at the suggestion of Rick, which is such a great idea, adding these extra chapters to Scum and Villainy, it allows me to, add things that are related directly to Scum and Villainy that are currently in the Player's Handbook. So for instance, one of the complaints is like this Player's Handbook has a couple of cost price for like random droids or uh, speeder, generic speeder 101 or generic walker, whatever, generic creature. So instead of having prices for those generic items in the Player's Handbook, that information is going to go to Scum and Villainy and those prices will be tailored directly to a stat block. So that's what's going to happen um, with the Chapter 5 shuffle. Uh, and additionally, the only other real significant change to the player's handbook, there's a bunch of very minor things, corrections and things that I'm going to be adding. Um, I think the only real change is that the rest of the fighting, I'm not sorry. Not fighting styles, the rest of the lightsaber forms, uh, currently there was 12 in the player's handbook and then upwards of eight in expanded content, all 20 are going to be in the player's handbook. So that's, that's really the only significant change. There's a bunch of smaller stuff, uh, some clarifications, things like that. Uh, I get the one that jumps to mind is that the round down rule is gone. Now you just round correctly because it, I, I don't, I never liked the round down rule and I let it sit for too long and I should have done this to begin with, but now you just round, right. Instead of rounding down
0: nearest. Yeah. Up, up or down, depending. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. round correctly. At 0.5, you round up instead of down. So now yeah. it's just math.
0: Nice. Nice. And is that, uh, does that finally put a pin in the PHV?
2: uh hopefully i mean i i'm so bad with tinkering i mean there are a bunch of other smaller things and i will probably continue to make smaller changes like some wording corrections you know there was something on the discord that was suggested today that was unclear so like i made a quick player handbook change for some wording hopefully this is it i know i've said this like 12 times i think i said this a year almost two years ago now where i said i was done modifying the player's handbook and and here we are almost two years later uh so hopefully this will be it uh we'll get the print copy Uh, updated once again so people continue to create players handbooks but really the changes are not so significant it's really just two pages ultimately it's going to be the addition of a second page of lightsaber forms and then the removal of the page with droids and or costs for droids and speeders and whatnot that's really the big thing
1: nothing too crazy yeah
2: yeah nothing that nothing insane nothing insane
0: awesome so okay uh players handbook yep um you know we've touched on a few of these things already just some some bits pieces but uh yeah what what's next on the list for you know, diving into it a little bit more.
2: Um, Okay. So going back to touching on the five non-starships books. So right now the player's handbook has 30 species, the 10 classes, each with four archetypes. So 40 archetypes and 20 backgrounds. So the other four books, Scum and Villainy, Wretched Hives, Galactic Strongholds, and the uh, as yet unnamed final book are going to get the exact same distribution of species, archetypes, not classes, because there's only the 10 classes and then backgrounds. So we're going to end up with a total of published 200 archetypes, 150 species, hundred backgrounds, and then that will be, that will be the finalized number for published archetypes in books, all this stuff or published species backgrounds archetypes in books. Uh, we will continue to release new ones, they will still go on the website under expanded content that moniker will be used to basically just cover everything that's not in books so that's. That's one of the big things that's going to happen with wretched hives and scum and Billy in the next updates. Um, and then for Scum and Villainy itself, uh, I'll have an encounter st- walk through for generating encounters. I've had these rules that accidentally got published when they weren't finished for villainous creatures, which is just something that instead of legendary actions, which are baked into a stat block, you have villainous, which you add to a stat block. So if you have a specific creature, like say you want to have this random soldier be more powerful, instead of giving him legendary actions, you can use the villainous rules. And then that will make him a single as a single creature more appropriate for an encounter of a party instead of having to run multiple monsters and stuff like that. Um, so that's really the only big thing. Well, that's one of the only other big things. Um, I'm going to write out formulae for determining like hireling prices, droid costs, ship co- uh, uh, vehicle costs, animal costs, things like that. And then that formula will be used to determine the prices in Scum and Villainy. But for people that want to create their own monsters... To figure out what that monster should cost to buy or ship or a speeder to buy or droid to buy or hire like to rent, there'll be a formula in place so you can determine what that person should cost. Um, so that's one of the other things going in scum Villainy that I'm excited for.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. A lot of people ask about those pricing things and whatnot. Um, the, the villainous stuff I'm super intrigued by. I think there's a lot of situations where, y- you know, you're, you're building an encounter and you want to use like, like a, a stormtrooper could fit that situation, you know, super well, but it's like, it's a stormtrooper, it's CR, or whatever, one quarter, or one whatever it is. And it's like, how do you, how do you upgrade this? And, and, you know, yeah, legendary actions would be probably the go-to. So yeah, super intrigued to see what that uh, villainous turns out to be.
2: And, yeah, and it works out really well, too, because if you have the encounter building system, like you have the math figured out, it's very easy to make a villainous encounter from a regular encounter. There's not a whole lot that needs to be done beyond the encounter generation, just encountering. It's basically a slightly ex- adjusted experience for that creature. And then, then the number of actions they take, stuff like that. It's very simple rules, but I think it's very, like, very obvious. It's going to be similar to, um, you might have heard of, like, I think it was called Paragon
1: monsters or something like that
2: so conceptually similar to that Uh, i like my version better we'll see how it pans out and people actually execute it uh yeah so that that's that'll be a nice fun addition to scum and villainy as well
1: yeah that'll be good especially the encounter building pieces i think that's one of the questions we see pretty often coming through is just especially star wars 5e being a little bit different power wise compared to regular 5e so giving some hard baked in rules for that i think will help ease a lot of people's minds
2: yeah, basically the, the goal will be to keep the CR and experience ratio for monsters the same so people can use existing tools like Cobbled Fight Club or whatever they use to generate encounters and the experience budget for a party of, you know, for individual characters and parties and stuff stuff is what I'll adjust to account for the slightly higher power level of Star Wars 5e characters. Uh, so it'll be easy to use calculators. You just have to use different numbers to compare them to.
0: Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Okay, uh, so PHB uh, scum and villainy. Uh, you know, s- starships we won't really talk about too much. Um, so Yeah, what else?
2: Uh, so wretched hives is the next big one. Um, so one of the big things that I had been doing, I wasted so much time doing this, is that um, item modifications. So like previously, I had written out a million combinations of item modifications that have properties. So for instance, uh, keyed one property and brutal one property. I made a mod that had both of those and it was advanced rarity. And then I made 30 variations of each possible permutation of that and added, all, added them all to the website. So there's like a thousand modifications, way too daunting. Um, so one of the big things I've done is it's really twofold. So I've eliminated all of the combination mods. They're all gone. Uh, what I've done as well is for each item type chassis. So like weapons, instead of having those four sub slots within a weapon you just have slots for four weapon modifications. So no more uh, barrel targeting, Uh, attachment, whatever the last one is. Those four are gone. Now it's just, you have four slots for weapon modifications. Augments are unaffected. And so you can put any four items in there so you can mix it up. Uh, There will be rules regarding, you can't put the same modification in twice. So you can't like stack plus one to attack bonuses, which is what everybody wanted to do until I said that just now. (laughs) Um, So so there will be rules for that. And then there's going to be secondary. There's going to be rules for creating new modifications. And it's basically just going to be exactly what I was doing on the back end, making a million permutations of unnecessary combinations of mods and making it so GMs can create their own just with a very simple rule set. Very, very easy to do, uh, but it'll allow all those combo mods to exist without me wasting time generating them. Uh, So those are the two big things with item mods.
1: That'd be good, especially uh, kind of reducing the number there because I've, I've had players before kind of go through the list and get like kind of uh, overwhelmed by the options. Yeah. I think having just less and they can kind of hone in on it making make life a little bit easier for everybody.
2: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's so much simpler. Uh, like, you know, I, I like I like I liked the item slots within the chassis, but I think ultimately it's just going to be simpler and, and just more more a true to 5e e to eliminate them.
0: Yeah, because there's I think there's enough uh overlaps and stuff like for barrel for example you could have two barrel options and you're like well i really want those and they they don't you know it's not that one plus one plus one option it's it's plus one and then something else you know and it's like man it'd be really cool to have this so uh, that's that's great and then also just the having basically the generic modification and allowing either the dm or the player to you know all right i do want the keen property and i also want the other property and you know mash that up and there you go so awesome Yeah. And it also,
2: it also allows for things like carbonate. You can use it for augments too. So like one of the, one of my, like, I like, I like a parody. So like every class has an offensive augment and a defensive augment. Now using these rules, you can combine those to make an artifact augment instead of two prototype ones. That's really the simplicity of the math. So now you have a new augment. It's worth a whole lot more. It's a, it's an entirely separate item. You're not literally combining them. You're just generating a new conceptual mod that has both of these properties. And now that's available for players if a GM wants it to be. So this is all GM fiat really. And in that Um, sense,
0: you're reducing the slot usage from two to one as well, right? Exactly. So it
2: it also makes those high value uh, like chassis um, even more valuable because you can have these combo mods so you can conceptually get so many more properties just jam packed into this little pistol
1: got to be nice. It's one of my favorite features of Star Wars 5E. I actually brought it over to my regular 5E game that I use. It's just kind of fun to, be able to make your own weapon and really customize it out to your PC and put some backstory behind it. So uh, it's definitely kind of like a in, like in simplification of the rules, too.
2: Yeah, it's cleaned up with like the weapon calculator that I built, then Drake improved. Um, so like all this stuff just works so well together. Uh, weapon Calculator, for those of you who aren't familiar, there's a, uh, an Excel spreadsheet that auto-formulates weapons based on the properties you want. It's on the Discord right now. You can find it easily. I will emphasize that it is for GMs to create new weapons, not for players to make whatever they want, um, but it's a tool that literally calculates everything you need, weight, price, value, uh, price and value, because those are two different things, uh, damage, damage type, literally everything. It's all done auto- automated. It's very cool.
1: I played around with that one before. It's definitely fun if you're a GM and you want to make something new and just don't want to kind of guesstimate it.
2: (laughs) That's really it for like the overarching changes. There's some properties for weapons are going to be shuffled around a little bit with the introduction of uh, an equipment chapter in Scum and Villainy. That's Scum and Villainy is also going to get new weapons. So some of the properties that are currently in Wretched Hives will move to Scum and Villainy. Uh, and then I have a few new ones, um, most notably the three that come to mind. I have three new ones for light weapons that are similar to the shocking uh, neuralizing and sonorous properties for vibro weapons, similar concept, uh, but for light weapons instead.
0: Very cool. Very cool. What about, uh, you touched on it a little bit, you know, long-term plans or, or things in the future. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, Gallifile's guide to everything, Xanathar style book, uh, name, still in progress, right?
2: Uh, things like that. And then anything else beyond that? So for me personally, I am a technical writer. I am not a creative writer. So these source books are what I excel at writing because it's basically just all mechanics tied to a little bit of flavor. So once these are done as of right now, I mean, this is at least two years out before I'm finished anyway. So it's not like it's a rush. Um, I don't know what I'll do after that. Adventures is obviously a big thing, but adventures are something that I can't write. I just don't have the creative capacity for it. I'm numbers driven, I'm property driven. You know, I, I can't write a creative story like that. So Perfect I will. Time
0: to plug the Dungeon Jedi Master Patreon.
2: Yeah, right. Where there's like a bunch of one shots and like all those like one sheet adventures and stuff like that. It's so cool. Uh, I, I'm a subscriber, I'm a patron. Yeah. So. That will be a big thing, and I think what'll probably happen too is it's something we've been talking about for a while is opening up the website a little more. So, like right now, all the content that's introduced on the website is uh, is uh, submitted by me. So I control the master documents. You know, like the, uh, we release a species, I add it to the expanded content species document. I send it to the Speed Reader. He uploads the website. Done. Um, and then there are some sponsored documents that are just kind of links. So I think that there will be a po- there will be a point where we'll open that up a little more. So people who create new archetypes that you know, Guardian. I already have all twenty archetypes planned out for. But if somebody comes up with a couple new cool ones, they could also be on the website as like a new a new label, you know, fan content or something like that. I don't know what it will be, but opening up the website to introduce things like that. Um, so that's something that is is definitely uh, in the pipeline. I don't know how soon, probably not soon, but you know, something that we want to do.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's awesome. I think you know, as we know, because a lot of the content that makes it to the to the books you know, does come from, from the community. Um, you know, there's a lot of amazing you know contributors there. And, uh, so yeah, you you know, once you get to that point and you kind of mark everything as, as done officially done and that stuff's going to still continue to come in, I'm sure. And yeah, yeah, so that'd be great to have an option for for sharing that.
2: Yep. Yep. So that's the goal. And like, as, and as you said, most of the content for character options, uh, with the exception of feats, so, uh, species, Archetypes, backgrounds—I don't really write that stuff that much anymore. Um, a lot of them are, the majority of them are submitted by people on the Discord who have an idea. They come to fruition with it, uh, and I take it and polish it and clean up, you know, wording and things like that to make it consistent with existing content. And that's that's where those expanded content releases come from. Um, you know, we have a lot of creative members, and I would like to see their work get more featured. Uh, you know, there's so much stuff on the Discord that I even haven't—I haven't even been able to touch because it's just everybody creates what they want, and you know, they have some really cool uh, the, the results are, are often pretty cool.
1: Definitely. And the website's fantastic. So having some of those options that are kind of locked within the discord, you have to kind of go through different threads being just easily available, uh, would be amazing.
2: Right. And yeah, mixed in. Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's definitely a dense sea to wade through sometimes with, you know, how fast it can move, but, um, you know, yeah, lots of great stuff there and eventually that'll be great to see.
2: Yep. And one actual thing I actually just kind of occurred to me now, too, is uh, so with the goal with the five non-starships books is that while they all have their own archetypes, species and backgrounds, there's also going to be a key uh, customization option dedicated in each book. So the Player's Handbook, for instance, has fighting styles, fighting masteries, lightsaber forms. Those are like the key customization options, which they are ultimately class agnostic. Anybody has access to them. Some of them get them through mandatory class features like fighting style or fighting mastery for fighter uh, or, you know, one of the invocation options. Again, each class has... Has choices they can make secondary to their archetype. A lot of them unlock features through that. Uh, So, Scum and Villainy is going to introduce casting styles and casting masteries, which have a very similar interaction to fighting styles and fighting masteries, in that they will be uh, synergistic, but not mandatory. You don't need the mastery to get this, or you don't need the style to get the mastery, rather. And then there will also be rules for optional class features on that. Um, So, like casters basically should have access to casting styles as a native class feature. Um, So, there will be rules to, to adjudicate that as well. Uh, Wretched Hives is going to be introducing those weapon focuses and weapon, uh, supremacies. That will be the core, uh, customization option for Wretched Hives. Galactic Strongholds is the companion home. Um, so the companion rules right now, those will be expanded to include, uh, I think it's a total of eight companion natures is what I have it targeted at. And I think there's five or six so far. Uh, so that's, I think five. Um, so that will be Galactic Strongholds. And then the final book, uh, is, has the class improvement stuff is their key customization
0: nice yeah great spread there you know i do think there's there is a lot of value in that organization you know with each book you, you've you got this this and this and and uh, and then how they you know, sync up or or relate as well you know that that structure across each one as well yeah absolutely awesome well uh another great review uh, of what's going on and what's to come galley so as always we appreciate your time uh, if nothing else you know thank you and we'll See you here in the next update. Did you give any specifics um, on when we'll see some updates?
2: Uh, I think I was I I would think I was vague and I said about a year since the last update. And the last update was March, so you can extrapolate. Uh, the goal, the target is end of March. Uh, so okay. one of the big things that's been uh, limiting my my uh, ability to to dedicate a time frame is that I've been shopping to buy a house for a while, and I keep getting close, and then it falls apart, and I get close and fall apart. So I. Hopefully we'll have this resolved and we'll be able to get this update put published around the end of March, give or take a month. Uh but that's that's the goal. So it'll be about a year since the last update. And then hopefully, as you jested, and I've said a million times, hopefully this is actually the last material PHP update.
0: Very cool. Yeah, we'll have to get our printed updates, all that. So awesome. Oh it,
2: uh, yeah. One actually this this the goal of this update too is to get Scum and Villainy uh, uh printable. So awesome. Po- That would be nice. Hopefully, um, so really the the contingent factor there is making sure I have the appropriate species archetypes backgrounds for this book, which I think I do. I think I have all the ones I want ready to go minus a couple exceptions. Um, So if all that's set up, get the equipment chapter banged out which is really just gonna be fairly limited. Uh, Those new, basically the creature stuff for the equipment chapter customization options which are basically done and then the monster. So if it's all ready to go, hopefully it will be all ready to go at once so we can get a print version for that too cuz I want to have all six books and that's the next one in the line.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that'll be great. Great to have those all on the shelf and 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 use them at your table. So yeah. for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much as always. Best of luck in in the home search. I know we've talked about that a little bit offline and it's it's a challenge especially yeah. these days. So, yeah. but best of luck there and uh, will we'll see you again very soon uh, when those updates come around. Yes, sir. All right, always excellent to have Gally on with us and talk about uh, the, the system, where it's at, where it's going. Looking forward to all those great updates here in the coming year and beyond. Uh, that's, that's the it for the bulk of our episode. Uh, Tegan, tell us again about your upcoming uh, actual play here next Tuesday
1: definitely so join us at yeah, next Tuesday the 25th of January at 6.30pm Eastern Standard Time uh, at uh, my Twitch channel is uh, Tegan T-E-G-A-N uh, D-J-M uh, and basically we're going to be, be kicking off Invasion uh, so join us come uh, learn a little more about the crew, the backstory, the lore uh, and uh, just going to go through a Star Wars Session Zero uh, also we'll be giving away uh, three months of dropout TV so you guys can go and watch Star struck as well so join us learn a little bit more put yourself in to win uh and hopefully you guys will be the lucky one
0: yeah and you know i'm just kind of coming to mind here uh our next episode quick preview there will be a first of our dm spotlight we're we'll be inviting a fellow dm out in the star wars 5e community to talk about their experiences with that system with dming in general hopefully offer some insights to other listeners uh, with their experiences and also being the first episode of the month there in february will also be a new patreon release and tegan that will uh somewhat relate to your actual play
1: definitely so uh, this year we're gonna be doing a little bit differently or so similar style for release but it's going to coincide with my actual play game so invasion will be uh the adventure for the year. Uh, so same thing last year. Every other month, I will alternate between the uh, how-tos for the uh, DMs as well as the adventure. Uh, so there'll be six sessions. You guys will be able to play with your table. Uh, and it's going to kind of line up a little bit with uh, the live play sessions uh, with uh, the first one, uh, which will be releasing in February, uh, really coinciding with our first session. So I thought it'd be kind of a cool way to do that. So you can kind of see some live play examples of how it'll flow. Uh, and one thing I'll do too, uh between the live stream as well as the uh, when we announce some too is I'll uh, mark kind of what episode you can kind of get a look at too to see kind of how it'll play out for it as well uh, but this will be kind of a fun way to uh, get a little different look at the galaxy for your crew and uh have some fun with djm
0: yeah looking forward to that uh so uh, if you are a tier three member uh, you should be able to see a preview of that on the 25th we're going to aim to to get that out on the 25th and then tier two members you'll have full access to that on the first uh when the episode when this episode and in the in the uh, piece goes live so uh, be sure to check that out uh that wraps us up there thank you of course to everyone all of our listeners followers and subscribers as always check us out dungeonjedimasters.com and we will see you on the next one may the force be with you
1: may the force be with you